0: cry out to God amen and when i did cry out to god he responded he always responds to a sincere heart cry amen I always liken the way God, you know, if you read in the Word where God, it says God is attentive to the cries of His children, amen? So I don't know, everybody can't relate to that, but those of you who are mothers that, that raised your, your babies, you know, you couldn't go very far without listening out and keeping an ear open and all of that, so that as soon as that baby cried, you had to go there and find out what was wrong, until you realize you couldn't kill it by waiting a few minutes uh, I mean you get a smile after, <laughs> but true but uh, God does respond just like a nursing mother or a mother of a newborn would uh, attend to a, uh, a cry he hears our cry he responds quickly and immediately to the, the least cry that we emit and so that's the safety and security we have in God he really 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 responds to us quickly now we may not think he's responding quickly (laughs) Because for some of us, immediately is never soon enough and you all know who you are that's all of us that's all of us from time to time sometimes you feel like oh I just can't take this anymore and uh, you know we've all been there you know and and we'll be there again you know I'm not I'm not promising you anything doom and gloom but that's just the way life is the Bible says that in the world you will have your share of trouble but to be of good cheer because he has overcome the world so God always has an answer for us he always has hope and encouragement for us But he is attentive to our cries, you know, and and this is something you have to accept about God. He's not sitting there watching you suffer just to see you suffer, you know, and see how much you can take or see how long he can ignore you. God is always attentive and he is putting into motion your answer and your solution at all times. Amen. He works all the time for us. That gives us an opportunity to rest and to rest in Him and the rest in the fact that he's already taken care of everything that's going on. When you have difficulties, it's no surprise to him. He already knows, he has foreknowledge, he knows everything, he knows the end at the beginning. He knows how you're going to wind up before you even get started. And so in his, in his wisdom and in his love, he has made provision for every situation that comes up in your life. Now it might be new to you, but it's already known by him and he's already set in motion your answer. What he wants you to do is get it in gear and get in faith. And start to act like you got a God who cares about you. Amen. Yeah. Start to act like you know your daddy. Yeah. Amen. You may not know your earthly daddy, but you know your your heavenly Father. Amen. Amen. And so it's sometimes you know this life is like that. We don't have everything that we think we ought to have. I think I ought to be Donald Trump's wife. <laughs> Filthy, nasty, dirty, lousy, rich. <laughs> but you know and I know we ain't gonna go there, right? Amen. So, anyway. But but that's just the way life is. We always have greater expectations than where we are. And that's a God thing. He gives you greater expectations than to stay where you are at all times. Why? Because he's got improvement planned for all of us. He's got great things planned for all of us. And so he has invested greatly in us because he has assigned certain things for us to accomplish while we're here on this earth so don't forget about the assignment it's not just for you to have everything that you want and consider the holy spirit as your personal little servant to bring you everything that you want the bible even jesus said he says isn't your life more than food and clothing Wow. Well, you know, it it, it just uh, speaks to how much you have grown beyond the level that you first met the Lord. What your life consists of, if your life consists of, of being the best Christian you know how to be and being obedient to God, then that's that goes way beyond food and clothing. That taps into the realm of the eternal things. See, when you're invested in eternity and your focus is on eternity, it's not that the things of this earth that aren't important. You know, I have to get up and and put on nail polish and and perfume and get dressed just like everybody else. You know, eternity doesn't mean that you go around looking like a bum and stinking all the time. Yeah, I said it. That's for those of you who are still trying to go to sleep on me. I wouldn't have to talk about bathing and not stinking if y'all would stay awake. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: but you know what I'm saying You can you can try to make it like you're real heavenly minded and, and think you don't care about the things of this earth But let somebody talk about what they just got for free somewhere And you write that phone number down to try to get up on in there So don't play me okay But there is a, a difference between your life consisting of that So your life has to consist of more than what you can't take with you when you leave here. Huh? You came in here with nothing on and you will leave out. With, well, they might put some little clothes on you in that funeral home or something like that. And and just uh, as an aside, when y'all lay me out, just don't let them put them little funeral garbs on me. Get me something decent. Somebody go shopping for me. You understand? And get my nails done, please. And don't put no jewelry in there with me. Don't play that. Huh? That's already assigned anyway You know the old grave robbers at the funeral home they be the took all that stuff don't, don't get all over in there like that When she would have wanted to No, God's got better jewelry for me When I get up there to heaven So I got lots of bling waiting on me When I get up there Praise the Lord Amen, Amen. But anyway <clears throat> While we turn to Romans 12 We're going to talk about how God Helps us to complete our assignment Here on the earth And it all has to do with faith Faith is the greatest investment God ever makes in us. Um, It's the greatest investment. Romans 12, I want to go to verse 3, but I'm going to start with 1. He says, I beseech you, brethren, in other words, I'm pleading with you by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy. Not just in your flesh, running around doing stuff you think is important and calling it God. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, you ain't doing no big thing by presenting your body as a living sacrifice. Jesus presented his body as a living sacrifice for all. And he died. We get to live every day. So God is just telling us every day, consider your life not your own. Offer it up to the Lord. Offer up everything that you have to the Lord. And that 's just reasonable, considering all that he 's done for you, even if you haven't tapped into most of it he 's done it already, so you have the potential for gaining great things in God because you, you he 's already done these things for us he says, and don't be conformed to this world in other words, don't continue to pattern your life after what God delivered you from wow. yeah. You're not deceived and you're not bound and you're not stuck somewhere. You can walk in, in the newness of life. You can walk in the life of Christ. It's not hard. You just have to depend on God to help you get there. Yeah. Yeah. See, what we do many times is we forget that the Holy Spirit is our helper. We forget that God is our guide and our leader. And we have so much help down here on earth to walk this Christian walk. You're not, you're not expected to do it in your own strength. And then be shocked when you mess up. See, I'm never shocked when I mess (laughs) up. (laughs) you <laughs> understand me I'm, I'm real I've come to the realization that it's easy to mess up you know from here to back there there's about ten different things that could mess you up and, and make you fall and not walk straight I'm going to say it again because you know what we do Oftentimes, God saves us we appreciate it and all of a sudden we start to look around at other people and see what they're doing in God and start to think well, well they're so much stronger than I am I wish I could to do this you get your eyes off the things of God and start comparing yourself with other people. huh? And then pretty soon, the, the people that you think uh, understand more about God than you do, they discourage you so you go find some scuzz balls right. That's right. dirt bags that don't live right. You feel comfortable there. or well, quit doing that. hey, quit, quit doing that. And start living for God. I don't care how nervous somebody makes me feel spiritually speaking. If they have something they can impart to me, I'm just going to have to be nervous until I get over it. You understand what I'm saying? You're always going to find somebody that you feel understands God more. And there are people who do understand God more. But we're to help people, we're to help one another come into greater understanding. Not run away from each other. And not fear one another. And not, you know, uh, criticize and and, um, demean one another another we're to help one another as a body to grow into the full stature of Christ we got a ways to go here we're not gonna get I won't get there any faster than you will I don't care how much I read the Bible how much I pray pray and fast (laughs) if only you know what I'm saying but (laughs) I want them people now see I'll go all day without eating anything and stay in my word and then when when sundown comes I eat up everything in sight till I go to bed. Isn't uh, that terrible? But you know, like making up for it or something like that. It was like the feed feedback is on, but but I'm working on it. You know what I We're working on it. But it's it's just one of those things. The more we try to do everything right. I mean it just it just somehow evades us and so what Paul said is really really true the thing I, I hate doing I do it anyway the thing I prefer not to do I find myself doing it but God has given us a remedy it's the atoning power of his blood and, and he helps us in our weakness that's when he's greatest In his strength is through our weakness sometimes you'll look back and say how did I manage to get all of that done with all that I had to do and all of that was pressing down on me you know that's your weakness and that's when he's strong and he pulls you through it and so we have a great deal of help in God and if we would only trust in the leading of his spirit then we could live a very very pleasant life so he said don't be conformed to the world in other words he's speaking To the born again person whose spirit is perfected in Christ. He said don't go back and conform again. In other words you've already been transformed. You've already been brought out of the power of darkness. You're not weak to sin. You just haven't convinced yourself that you're not by staying away from it long enough. Well, that was free. I don't care if you receive it or not. Huh? You obey God, you'll find you don't walk in them same old haunts you used to walk in. You don't think the same way. You live in a different kingdom. Yes. You live in a freedom. Yes. You live in a righteousness and peace and joy. That's the Holy Spirit. Yes. And you can enjoy that life. Yes. You know, you'll, you'll look at yourself sometimes and say, well, I don't do this anymore. No. And the, that's the devil picking at you trying to get you to start doing it again. Yes. Huh? Yes. I don't do it by the grace of God. And God, keep your grace upon my life so that I continue to do the right thing and accomplish for you. And that's how you stay committed to God. He says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is what the, the late Dr. Miles Monroe. used to say he said this is why most of your neighbors don't get saved (laughs) because you think and act and talk just like they do and you call yourself a Christian it is true it is very true our conversation should be different what's interesting to us should be different everything should be different you know people see you and you say you're saved and you act the same way that that the sinner do did or act the same way you did before you got saved there's something wrong somewhere see so paul said let this transformation take place by the renewing of your mind and he says if your mind's renewed Then you will prove out the will of God in your life. So you don't have to be constantly trying to tell people that you're saved or tell them what God told you or tell them what you're going to do for God. You'll walk it out. Then you'll be a witness. They'll see what you do. Amen. And they won't be confused. And they won't be discouraged. And they won't, you know, you won't be a stumbling block in in other words. If you would take the time to spend time in your word, renew your mind in the word of God. You know what that means? That means when you have thoughts that come to you that are contrary to the will the word of God, you cast them down with the word yeah. okay. if, if you know that you're sitting there watching too much television you need to be spending time with God and in your bible and, and the devil says well you know a God understands, God don't understand television he don't understand a lot of stuff we get involved in You know, he doesn't have to understand it in order to, it, to, it to be accepted he just don't accept it he says why aren't you out doing what I called you to do why aren't you Huh? And so when we understand that there is a higher realm to live in every day, if this is Sunday, we ought to be living higher than we did Saturday. And Monday, we'll be living higher than we live today. Why? Because we're being transformed daily by the Word of God. The devil's tricks won't, won't trip us up as quickly if, your mind, if your, well, your mind is transformed and renewed in the Word. That word renew means to bring new life to it. So you're constantly bringing new life to your your um, your mind by the Word of God. You ever notice how we can get together and, and share the same scriptures we shared for 25 years? Amen. And when you leave out of here, it's like you just had a clean bath already. It was just all fresh and new. And you know you've heard this before. Well, this is because that input of the Word by the Holy Spirit through the preaching put new life in there. That renewing took place. And new life takes place. When you go home, you don't, you don't leave your clothes in the hamper for ten years. You wash them, and they're renewed. That's what this does. See, the washing of the water of the Word renews your mind. It washes it clean. All that stuff you went through all week All the people that All the haters out there Everybody got haters I don't care if you ain't doing nothing You got haters You know That makes everybody feel better I guess somehow So we all got haters right It's not easy It's not hard to hate somebody That's pretty natural All you have to do is Look at them and find something you disapprove of (laughs) Uh Huh So that ain't hard But love takes a little effort. Takes a little effort, huh? Takes a little effort. (laughs) So he says in verse 3, For I say through the grace given to me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. Because to God, has, as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So we're going to talk about the measure of faith for a minute. Measure, that, that word the measure means the exact right amount. You have the exact right amount of faith dealt to you by God. God has already decided how much he gave us and he gave us all the same everybody has the same measure of faith the measure God has invested faith in us and it is it's assigned to us for a reason your faith is imparted to you for a reason faith levels the playing field so when you talk about how your life is going you talk about the things that affect your life Anything that challenges you is null and void because you can use your faith and invest it in God to obliterate and wipe out anything that doesn't line up with the will of God for your life. See what I'm saying? It levels the playing field. I'm I'm continually losing patience with the same old argument about racism in this country. Because God levels the playing field for you through the blood of Jesus. I get sick of people. We got to deal with this. No, it's been dealt with at Calvary. You go and get yourself really saved you know what I'm saying go get yourself really saved it won't be an issue for you anymore you got me because in heaven there won't be a white section or a black section or it'll only be a God section and all the devils in hell that have perpetrated all this nonsense forever won't even be there you understand what I'm saying they won't be in heaven and see if we had an ounce of understanding of God that our ancestors had that were in slavery we this would we know that you can overcome this stuff because they're the ones who really pay the price for us just by enduring and continue to have a family and continue to want to live, they're the real overcomers. And those people have been long gone to their heavenly reward. And so we can't pick up issues as problems anymore. It's like people say to me, uh, well, they don't like women preachers. I don't even have an answer for them because that's not my issue. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm going to preach no matter what. And I don't, I'm going to preach if I have to preach to my... Uh, wallpaper and preach to the kitchen sink you know if I'm a preacher I'm a preacher I'll be a preacher in heaven too you understand what I'm saying so that's my concern I don't get really worked up about all of these little side issues you know they're little traps that people want to get you involved in to divert you from the main yeah. line of where God has you. I've never had a women's meeting. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all yeah, come in here. Listen, if you can't come in here on Saturday and Sunday when I'm preaching, then we ain't going to have another meeting just for you to I, 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 I,
1: not, not come.
0: Oh, Amen. oh, somebody will get it. I don't care if you don't get that one. But God didn't call me to preach to women. He called me to preach to whosoever's. Oh, Is you whosoever. Is your whosoever? you're know, Now, I'm not against that if that's what people are called to do, but I know I'm called to preach to whosoever's. If somebody asks me to preach at a women's meeting, God says go, I'll go. But we don't have them. There's one less meeting for me to get mad at y'all for not showing up or showing up late or something crazy about not giving enough of that. You know what I'm saying? Don't work me, folks. I ain't that kind of preacher, okay? You know, catering to people's everything. Well, we need to have a something auxiliary. No, nah, they ain't coming to the auxiliaries we got enough. You understand what I'm saying? When y'all start walking on water, then we'll add some extra stuff. But until then, we just keep working on this, all right? Okay. <laughs> but you know all these side issues come on now pretty soon we won't be having that many, as many live meetings as we've had and I know it's coming because people don't, don't understand how God has to use trends that are happening today in order to get the word into people there's so many people who get matured in the faith electronically through connecting with people that mentor them and they've been dead a long time ago. I get my best mentoring from dead people. I read their books. I see their tapes. Because if nobody's obeying God in signs and wonders in this era, I know some people who once did. And I can draw from the knowledge say, you got a Bible here. This Bible is eons old. You got me? And so we draw from that knowledge. Knowledge is knowledge as long as the Holy Spirit brings life to it. Amen. And illuminates it through our faith. So, we can quit all the fancy schmancy rigmarole things that we do, the shenanigans we go through, to try and, and make it seem like that's our purpose here in the earth. Your purpose is to do the will of God every single day. And He's not called His people to get involved in these side issues of color and texture and what's hot, what's not, who's in, who's not in, all this political stuff people get. It. He's not called us to do that. He's called us to preach the simple, message of Jesus Christ him crucified and resurrected to eternally save humanity anything eternal he's called us to but these temporal things that the devil wants to get us involved in it ain't shaken. okay as far as God's concerned so he'll raise up people when he wants to get when God gets involved in something it's dealt with you understand me it it gets done and he gets over with and after it's over then God's ready to move on to something else he is involved in eradicating racism, but he's not doing it through pointing fingers and breaking windows and burning up stuff. That's not God. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, you have people say, Well, what about righteous anger? That ain't it. Righteous anger is throwing the devil in hell. Well, the rest of y'all keep going to sleep if you want to, okay? I got something to wake you up. (laughs) So God has invested faith in us. And it is assigned to us for a reason. We all have different gifts, talents, interests, abilities. We're all different. We have different looks, different personality types is what they call them. The list goes on and on. But our measure of faith... Is equal. Why did we all get the same measure of faith? Because we, God wants to equalize things so that we can't blame Him for we didn't get this gift and we didn't get that gift. And I wasn't as purdy as my sisters was, and that's why I went to tearing the house up all the time. And I've been in prison all my life. See what I'm saying? You got faith, huh? You got the measure of faith. See, there's something that we can all say we have that levels the playing field, and you can't say anything you were born with or without makes a difference or gives you a, an advantage or a different a disadvantage in life. Yeah. We know too many people who have overcome too much physical limitation, handicaps, all that stuff. You see their testimonies all over the place. So we can't even say that the fact that we weren't born with this or we didn't have that or, you know, my parents didn't hug me. I needed 10 hoods and they only gave me nine and a half. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, That's why I'm different than everybody. No, you're different because you don't use your faith to make yourself normal. And interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uninteresting people are easy to ignore.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That got real quiet. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. So what she mean by that? What's she say? Wake up. Listen. Huh? You have to care about people to make yourself interesting. And when I say interesting, I mean just normal. Being an engaging kind of person, reciprocate when people say hello, say hello to you. You know, think about people, go do something kind for somebody. That's what's interesting, you know a desire to want to be that person yeah. for you to be that person so uninteresting people are easy to ignore Man. they get ignored all the time yeah. you want attention go get interesting yeah. you can buy it at Walmart Kmart Amen. wherever but you have faith Don't no care what you lack you have faith you have faith and God has invested that faith in you for a reason. He's invested that faith in you so that when you come to the final day, when God says, what did you do for me? Well, I couldn't do it because this is no, I gave you faith. And I knocked on the door of your heart so many times and you never let me in. And why did you not let me in with that measure of faith that I gave you? And so when God levels the playing field, he lets you know that you are no more advantaged, Disadvantaged than anybody else that ever walked this earth because to every man has been dealt the measure of faith. And what do you want to do with your faith? You want to reinvest it back in the one who gave it to you. Because it's not going to do anything much for you if you're using it here for earthly things and using it here for nonsense and using it, putting it away when God tells you to do something with it. And so we're good at that, even as Christians. When God says, "I want you to," I want you to uh, come up higher. You've been praying about your finances all this time. I, he said, "I want you to live at a higher level." The first thing He'll tell you to do is start giving stuff away, and then we go to have not faith them. Yeah, <laughs> Put it under the coffee table in one of the big old books you never open. Huh? Put it everywhere except put it out there where God can see it. Huh? Yeah. When it comes time when we have pledges at the uh, conference, and, and I'm not saying you guys do this because you're faithful with, with pledging. You've gotten to that point. Yeah. I remember the time we were having pledges to buy chairs and nobody paid off their $10 pledge to buy a used chair. Yeah. But you've come a long way. Yeah. You have come a long way. <laughs> we all have. But I know when people, you know, and we'll ask people to raise their hands if they want to pledge envelope. And I see people doing like this
1: Hand, don't you go nowhere. I rebuke you, hand, and you cut the hand off.
0: It's going to offend me. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do everything I'm to sit on the hand right. Hide the hand That's why Jesus asked the disciples Where is your faith? Good grief Don't wake me up I'm sleeping down here Trying to catch me a nap Don't you know I can do anything I want to do If I want to wake up And be scared of the storm I guess I could do that But I'm sleeping Where is your faith? Yeah. Uh, what are you using? Yeah. We hide our faith all the time when it comes to offering. You know you ought to get beyond $5. Yeah. Uh-uh. You got a job now. For yeah. <laughs> $10. I think I'll come to this side of the room because it's quiet too long. See, when you talk about money, you go to the silent side of the room. Uh-huh. <laughs> now everybody putting their head down like they're writing. See. I'm writing, don't disturb me. I'm hanging on every word. But you know what I'm talking about. God's been telling you forever. I want to give you a better job. I want to give you a better this, better that. Some of y'all have got expert at cheating. You know, we'll we'll say things like, you know, somebody give a testimony. Well, I wanted a raise, I wanted a uh, promotion. So God told me to tithe. Like I would I uh, tie the amount That I would be getting In my new position They do that Till they get it And then go back To nickel <laughs> You know
1: what You can't catch
0: some people <laughs> Now you're back To cheating on your tithe Again My goodness It has got real quiet <laughs> But you know What we do We get excited about Money Like it's like we're not, never going to have much. Amen. See, if you treat it like you're never going to have much, you will never have much. Amen. Amen. See, if you, if you treat it like you've got a lot already, you will have a lot at some point. Amen. You just will. You can, you can do that. That's faith. That's how you use your faith. You when you give a tenth to God, you're living as though you know you can live out of ninety percent of what you make and one day you will grow to the point where 90% of what you make is probably what you could put away somewhere you got me it, it works like that God will never pay you less than you will pay yourself He'll always pay you more Yeah, you know, we nickel and dime ourselves We we uh, instead of paying a bill on time we put it out and let it accumulate a second month there you got interest payments and all that kind of stuff because we're trying to live like we're wealthy well the way to live like you're wealthy is Put it aside and save it. Don't spend it all. Yeah. That's the yeah. way wealthy people really live. Yeah. They don't get excited on payday. listen yeah. this it's this another working day to them. You understand? Yeah. And it's not because they don't have enough. Yeah. It's because they are putting off so they can accumulate and have more in the future. They get tired of living hand to mouth. Yeah. You got me? Yeah. Yeah. That's how you start learning. get around some people that's doing better sometimes. You know, instead of being scared of them all the time. Get around some people who are doing better than you. I thank God for those experiences I have. You know? my husband he was a manager when he started out on the lowest level of management we made, our, made it our business not to skip anything that the company was giving you were bored to tears you got sick of seeing people being drunk and disorderly and acting stupid but you went anyway that's the price you pay and every now and then you would run into somebody who, who played by the rules and was successful and they imparted some wisdom or some knowledge to you and that stuck with you and you found that it worked yes, yes. you got in the homes of people that had six bedrooms and five bathrooms and you wonder what they were going to do with all of them who's going to clean them all whatever whatever yes. but that wasn't your business that was what they did yes. and i found out that you didn't buy based on need you bought based on wealth yes. wow. if you if your income says you reinvest in a more expensive home that's what you do And then when you get ready to downsize for practical reasons, you got that money invested in real estate. My goodness, where could you invest it better? And so we found out you didn't get room just because you needed a certain amount of room. You understand what I'm saying? Some of these people were retirement age. It was just two of them anymore. Their kids were grown, and they would have these huge mansions. Why? That's where the money is, is in your real estate. You keep it tied up in your property until it's time for you to cash it out and then you can live off it or give it to your children. Let them have it when you're gone. But you know it's there. You're not living hand to mouth and you've prospered and you've gotten greater. And so these are things that you learn because your faith takes you to places you have never been before. Amen. Amen. Your faith can take you to places you've never been before. And that's why God gives it to you. You can learn from anybody who's successful. You don't live their lifestyle. Amen. You live God's lifestyle that He's caused you to live. But these principles work for everybody. Amen. They work for everybody. So the measure of faith equalizes things that way you can't say you have more of an advantage than I do because we all have the measure of faith faith is the engine that makes the rest of what God gives us usable I'm going to say it again faith is the engine that makes the rest of our gifts and abilities usable Nobody, your, your gift will be no blessing to the earth until you start letting God use your faith. You got to give your faith over to God. So nobody has an advantage over another person. We all begin on the same playing field as sinners in unbelief. And then we incline our ear to hear God's word. And little bit by little bit he's able to win us over. And we start putting our faith in him. So the faith God gives us must be invested back in God for any of your abilities to work well. Even your physical, you can be very, very healthy and very strong physically. You can be a bodybuilder. You can be all of that stuff. But if it gets to the point where your, your body starts to break down, you have an accident or something like that, faith is what's going to have to bring you back. See? And your faith must be invested in God for it to pay off. It has to be invested in eternal things. Putting faith in God causes our gifts and abilities to work as God intended, flawlessly. So when you invest your faith in God, if you, if you have uh, skills, writing skills, they're flawless. If you, unless you just, you know, get lazy and don't put in any effort. You know, you don't put the effort in that God tells you to. And it's faith effort. It's, it's allowing him to cause your words to flow, to cause your mind to be creative. All of those things, they work flawlessly because you put faith in God. And you trust him to cause those things to work. And so when we start getting revelation and understanding from God, those things come through our spirit man. But they're demonstrated through whatever abilities, gifts, and talents God gives you in the earth. That's why when you see people who excel, you ever notice that uh, children who are smart, I mean intellectually smart, if they're not groomed and and, uh, encouraged in the right way, you know, to keep the smart where God can use it and keep it in a, a position where it benefits them and humanity, they'll start to get the, the reputation of being a smart aleck. Yeah. So, and it's because, it's because nobody around them understands how to get the max out of that kid's gift. You understand? Now, there are people in the world who are very smart like this. They'll see a kid get up on skates and they'll call him an expert skater and that kid can no more skate than they but they take all the lessons they get up every morning they'll pay for tutors and all this kind of stuff they're trying to max out what little they see of a gifting in that child you understand they're smart people to a degree but sometimes they can overwork that kid especially if the kid has no interest you don't know how to motivate a child internally how to encourage them in things and, and allow them to work these things through allow them to make a few mistakes and get up and keep going again all that kind of stuff if you don't understand how to to train and teach and coach people then that gift that that child had will lie dormant all their life because nobody breathed any life into it amen through wisdom in God and so many times your children will be ridiculed and persecuted because they have gifts that the world doesn't understand the world hates true gifts they hate true wisdom they hate people who are motivated to want to climb up they'll kill you trying to get up that ladder if you don't have God to help you get up there you understand me we see it all the time the, the Kids, smart kids are called nerds. Any kind of but the kids that are out smoking, doping and having sex are cool. Right, right. So the world calls what's good evil and what's evil good. So you're gonna have to, as godly parents, learn how to nurture through the word. Through the word that which you see that is good yes. you understand what I'm saying just because a kid is intellectual don't give him a pass on manners don't let him be smart off on people you know teach them how to respect and all of that kind of stuff and then God will take that and he'll encourage it and he'll increase it because giving your faith over to God and allowing God to develop and help you according to his word is a way to max out on any gift or any ability you have it can be a very small thing and God will take it and blow it up bigger than yes. than, than life. You understand what I'm saying? Some of these computer people, uh, you know, they started out just tinkering with things. Right. If you got a kid that likes to tear stuff up, make them put it. You, you can tear it up, but you better put it back together again. I mean, put them to the stress test to see how much that mind can do to help them to put it back. And sometimes kids are trying to figure out how to how things work. And so, as parents, you got to get beyond your personal stress level. You know, understand what I'm saying with your and you you use your faith in. God, to ask God to help you to learn how to encourage your children properly. Huh? We know everything they do is not cute. But you know you kinda say it anyway so they can stay encouraged and in, in anything to help them not be discouraged and quit. You don't want a child who quits easily on your on your hands. And that's the way we do one another as adults. You encourage one another. You don't want your your spouse or anybody you know to be a quitter in life. You got me? You want them to continue to get up and do the right thing in God so faith also makes us partakers of the divine nature what more could you want and I think it's 1st or 2nd Peter says he's given us such great and precious promises that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature how does that work God promises you that if you obey him he'll give you the desires of your heart well it takes righteousness to obey him so you partake of the divine nature every time you go before the throne of God. You got me? So really your righteousness begins to increase. The fruit of the Spirit begins to nurture your spirit more. In other words, your flesh isn't craving things 24-7. Your spirit starts nurturing you. I, know. I can remember things that my late husband would do that just would get on my ever-loving nerve. And then one day it got to the point in God, it didn't bother me anymore. I said, what is wrong with me? Right. I used to be able to go off on that brother. In like 10 seconds of him walking in this door. But now I'm just so full of life. and joy. Let me hide myself. <laughs> I'm scared myself. Yeah. He's not going to know who his wife is. He's greeting me at the door. Let me, let, me, let me correct myself. Restrain myself. But you know once God's love takes over in your heart. Yeah. You, can't, you can't restrain the love of God. You just got to go with the flow. You know, and trust it. Trust it. <laughs> uh, most of y'all know what I'm about. If you wake up you'll figure out what I'm talking about giving you the benefit of the doubt
1: amen. <laughs>
0: or if it makes you mad I don't care <laughs> I'm glad you're mad because this is what you need amen. amen Amen. you need to use your faith you need to use your faith if you're not using your faith you're using something else because faith really gets the job done in your life amen. so you're either using some kind of manipulation some kind of Crazy witchcraft or something like that trying to get people to do what you want them to do. So we, we, by using our faith, we grow from glory to glory. And from grace to grace, faith to faith, it increases in our lives. And what you're able to perform through your faith increases as well. What you're able to perform through your faith increases... As you use your faith. So you can say faith is like spiritual muscle. The more you use it, the more it increases. And the more it will produce for you, the more mountains it will move that confront you, the more obstacles it will dispel that stand before you, your your faith will be mountain moving faith. Yes. Even when it's, it's relatively small, it's pushing something. No? It's moving something. Some mountains move immediately. Some move a little inch at a time. But they all move. Amen? With your faith. So it multiplies as we move it. So we said putting faith in God causes our gifts and abilities to work as God intended flawlessly. We're faultless, flawless, and blameless through the blood atonement. And every time we use our faith, that that righteousness comes into play. Righteousness, there's no law against righteousness. It's unstoppable. So by using your faith and putting your faith in God, you become unstoppable. This puts an end to our deficiencies. And our limitations. So you got nothing to gripe about. Okay. You got nothing to complain about. Just get up and use your faith. Well, I don't want to be like so and so. Be you. But use your faith. Huh? Be your old stinky little self. But use your faith. You understand what I'm saying? Whatever you think you are in the world. Be that, But use your faith. Amen. Don't let anything stop you from using your faith. We said the measure of faith equalizes things. Nobody has an advantage over anybody else. Yes. I think, personally, I think it's the consistency with which you use your faith that makes a difference. Yes. Amen. Are you using your faith every day? Or are you keeping it on the shelf somewhere like a trophy and you pull it out in emergencies? Yes. Well, yes. Like Peter, when he stepped out of the boat, his, before he stepped out, he used his faith. Lord, if that's you, tell me to come out. And Jesus said, no, who you think it is, Peter? It's me. Get on out of here. You know what I'm saying? Don't play me like that. So he told Peter to get out of the boat. Peter stepped out. And then when Peter started to see what he was really doing. That's the problem. When you look too much, instead of keeping walking faith is like that it's strong if you stay in it but you start looking around and seeing nobody else is doing this nobody else is you know everybody else is yeah man and you be like Peter Mm -hmm. Lord save me in that emergency faith. I'm going to say it again see because a lot of times this is what we do we test God in our giving you know, you, you you say I'm a tither. You need to get beyond that even. But I ain't gonna go there. See when you can freely give and give unlimited, that's when you're on the edge of where you know, where you really wanna be. But but you know, you, you give and, and so you you're doing okay giving. One week, two weeks, three weeks. And all of a sudden, you look around and you feel like nobody else is doing this but you. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the devil put that idea in your head. See, the minute you gave the first time, he started messing with you. Yes, that's good. Mm -hmm. Are you sure you want to do this? Right. Ain't nobody else in church giving like you do. Yeah, You're the only one that's doing... And understand what I'm saying, yeah, they always compare you with somebody else yeah. Yeah. that's his that's his hook, and so you want to be extraordinary in your heart and in your mind, you know you can do it, but you start giving into these distractions of yeah. you shouldn't do it it's you're not going to get you, you know God won't give you right. all this all this nonsense, yeah. and so you start. Shrinking back Start doing what you used to do with your money Pretty soon you don't have much pretty soon you huh oh Jesus please save me You just pay this one bill just pay this one bill this, well you were walking on cloud nine three or four months ago tithing confidence. I'm going to tell you another thing obedience does for you it puts you in a different realm of confidence because as you use faith it grows if you're being obedient with your finances you get more confident in God if you're consistent you keep shrinking back you go right back to square one Starting all over again. Lord, please pay this bill for me. If you just get me out of debt this time, I won't never do this no more. And we be consistent in a lot of things. Yes. We grow in confidence in it. Yes. You got me? Yes. I can remember when, when I met the Lord. You all know my testimony. I'd heard a nervous breakdown. My husband wanted a divorce. And I thought what I really thought was, well, keep moving, brother. That's what I thought inside of me because I didn't think it would really affect me that much. But it did. Yes. So you can think you're over on a lot of stuff. Yes. Yes. And you're just bluffing yourself. Amen. Amen. You know be careful when you see other people struggling And you oh, I just can't believe that You know don't go there yeah, Because trouble will make a believer out of you In a heartbeat honey yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And You don't judge somebody else's trial What they go through is what God designed for them yeah. And he got something designed for all of us Come alongside that person And help pray them out of that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And God. encourage them no but you know that'll happen in a heartbeat, where you get dropped right back to square one because of lack of consistency. You have to purpose in your heart to continue these things. See, you're not making this up for you. God's already made this up for you. You're just obeying what He's ordained for your life. You're not different from anybody else. and He's ordained it for my life, He's ordained it for you. Your life. You don't want to be special in that regard. You want to. You. Some people need to be. You know. Sometimes we just too special to us Amen. you ever thought that you just might want to be average sometime instead of just special all the time they put that label special on everybody low IQ, high IQ, intermediate you know everybody special in their own way but we need to kind of like God just, just help me to, to do basically what you want me to do and I'll get extraordinary when you advance me to that level You understand what I'm saying? We don't want to be special all the time right now. This ain't no time for special people. This a time for people who can do the basics and maintain and hold on and grow from there. That's how faith works. So where is our faith invested? In temporal things or eternal things? Things of this earth won't be here one day. So you want to invest in something that's going to be around forever. And you can do that. Amen. You can do that. So if it's in temporal, if it's in eternal things, God will increase it exceedingly because it's over in the right realm. If it's just in temporal things, it's going to fizzle out after a while. You know, there are a lot of people that that had stock in Goldman Sachs and never thought them places would go out of business, huh? Because they've been in business for so long. But you never know that when the day is coming when the things of this earth will dry up, shrink up, and shrivel up. And I'm not talking about buying all this dehydrated food and sticking it somewhere. <laughs> God can, I mean, he had had bread grow on on bushes for the nation of Israel. Forty years. Or however long the man lasted. I forgot, it was a long time, no? He had their clothes grow on them. You know, you think they had the same clothes they left Egypt. You know, and I don't know about y'all, but I got about four sizes in my closet. <laughs> but without, if I had been in Israel right like then, my, my dress would have went like boom. <laughs> and when I lost weight, it would go Boom. Yeah. Uh-huh. Your clothes would grow on you. Yeah. If you, you had little kids, Johnny's little uh, suit he had on grew on. He got tall. That suit got tall with yeah. him. Shoes didn't wear out. Yeah. They weren't getting retreads either. Them shoes never did wear out. you understand me? Yes. Hey. So don't tell me God can't take care of his people oh if some nuclear stuff happens. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> so where do we put our measure of faith huh? we're perplexed sometimes when we see people who are likable gifted, kind, all the right stuff and never really do anything with it huh? you look at people sometimes if you study them long enough you'll find a gift there you think why doesn't this person do more huh? there's lack of faith See, you may not think it is, but that's exactly what it is. You think about it. If that person would put their confidence in God, that thing would grow. If they took stepped out in faith every time God opened a door for them to use that that thing would grow. If they allowed God to teach them how to perfect it, that thing would grow that ability would grow. but people shrink back for lack of faith, and they don 't think lack of faith is their problem i 'm going to tell you that they don 't think lack of faith is their problem. People are more religious than they think they are. They talk a good game, they go through the motions, They, you know, in church all the time, they just right up there doing what, what it looks like they're supposed to be doing, but there's no faith involved in it because the fruit of faith is never evident. Yes. Mm-hmm. They don't grow. They don't mature. They lack certain things in life because faith is missing yeah, yeah. in the things that they do. And they burn out quickly. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll start something and, and all of a sudden nobody liked me and it fizzled out and that's why that happened. That's right. not why that happened. lack of faith. Right. You have a have faith to get up every day and put your shoes on right and go out and, and do your eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. It takes faith to do that. Yeah. You don't do that on your, str- your own strength. You don't do any. It takes faith to start college and complete four years. Because there's so many people that drop out. And they think that, oh, he's smart. and he Honey, it's a lot of smart people sitting up there on death row. Huh? Because they didn't use their faith to do anything good with their lives. See, when they get involved, the faith pulls back. Then they try to go in in their own strength and own ability and fail miserably. Because it will not work without God. God, energizing your faith yes, yes. won't be successful and so people really try to prove that to be wrong but it's right every single time amen yes. so lack of faith is really what is not lack of ability yes. God's given everybody talents yes. you can you can take anything that you do and flip it into a million dollars some people just talk a good game yes. that one guy that what uh, Montanaldo? Yes. yeah I'm Armando yeah you ever hear him talk he can talk you into and out of it that's his gift it's not money it's not ability he can just talk his way in and out he convinces people to work for him he convinces them that it's the best thing in the world they'll they'll reduce their price just to work for him are you kidding me that's his gift he works it into millions and billions of dollars right now he's probably not even flipping houses he's doing seminars why because that's his gift honey he used it in the flipping business but that gift is still there that gift is the most prominent thing he's got going for him. And so we have to understand that if we continue to use by faith, put it under God's authority, feed yourself the word of God every day. Believe the word of God. Renew your mind so that you understand that God wants you to be blessed and prosperous and nothing can stop you and you, number one, are the one thing that cannot stop you now. You are your biggest obstacle. When you meet problems Do you withdraw your faith Or do you advance Do you allow God To increase that faith And advance further and further And keep meeting obstacles So that nothing stands in your way yes. Huh? Yes. Because that's all it is yes. This is a game the devil plays Put, put roadblocks in your ways then we'll see if this will stop them yes. Huh? Yes. And it works like clockwork On some people Over and over and over again They're stopped and stumped By this one thing yes. Huh God has given you faith so that you can blast through it. You just got to use it. So we quit using our faith many times to get us through these obstacles. And when your faith is invested in eternity, it causes all your abilities to make work at maximum capacity. When you're not worried about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, your faith will work at maximum capacity. If you read the parable of the of the sow seed and the sower, one of the, the the ways that the seed becomes unfruitful and the word doesn't prosper you, is because the cares of this life. And the deceitfulness of riches choked the word. Yes. Just like. Yes. Instead of you making a faith confession and following up. it's You just choke on it. Right. Huh? Yes. The devil crams that word right back down your throat again. Yes. Before you can get it out. Yes. And so the cares of this life. What am I going to. Well suppose this doesn't work. Well you know I don't make enough money at this job. I got to find something else. You understand what I'm saying. Where would God puts you work that. Yeah. Huh? If God wants you to have more, He'll bring you more in that door. He'll bring you more in that very place where you are. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's easy for God to do. But you got to use your faith to do it. Yeah. Huh? I was speaking with somebody. They were working part-time. I said, just believe God to increase your hours. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Now, the fact that I'm not working there gives me a faith edge to add to hers so that if she'll agree with me, we can come into agreement on that thing and kick that not enough hours in the face. You understand? And it wasn't long before she said somebody quit or somebody went on vacation or something. She had more hours. You understand what I'm saying? It's that simple, folks. It's that simple. Why should you keep quitting a job and go looking for something better when God brings it? You are the blessing. You are blessed wherever you are. If you understand the blessing is on you and not someplace outside of you, you'll get there. But we keep looking for better things someplace else because we don't use our faith. To put it in put us in the place of blessing. You're blessed wherever you are. Huh? You create a blessing out of nothing. Huh? You can. You create a blessing out of nothing if you use your
1: faith.
0: All you gotta do is say, God, I need more money. If he tells you, if he opens the door elsewhere, that's fine. But don't always look for it to be outside. So there's something warped about that if you're yes. a believer.
1: Yes.
0: It's never on me. It's never in me. I'm never blessed where I am. It's always someplace else. I've got to move. I've got to go.
1: Wow. Amen.
0: So when it comes to receiving, faith makes us full throttle. Yeah. in other words vroom, all the way down yeah. And that right way where is it right? that's right we full throttle with our thing Boom. down to the floor uh-huh. I've seen them things I've seen that on the you ever seen that show you can tell the truth I ain't going to tell on you full throttle saloon where that bike is they had to show a picture of a motorcycle and it's stationary and it's just burning rubber and burning they love that stuff don't they you Harley folks love that kind of well that's what we are when we use our faith we full throttle we burning rubber Everywhere we go. <laughs> so since God has given precisely the correct amount of faith to each person, we must have a, he must have a reason and purpose in doing it. And he has many purposes. But first of all, he wants us to, to uh, God wants a faith investment in himself. He wants us to reinvest that faith in him. That's why you go to hell if you don't accept Jesus as your Savior. Because your faith is never reinvested in God. Yeah. And we're not talking about just for things we need in this life. But we're talking about eternity. Yeah. And passing on eternity to others in this world. Yeah. So step one, you must have faith in God. Mark eleven twenty two tells you that. Faith causes people to marvel at your life. Yes, yeah. yeah. When Jesus spoke to Peter, I'll go there real quick, Mark 11, so everybody will see it, 22, 20. In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And you are a liar, and you did lie too, when I come back in here, you ain't coming back this way. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remember, said to him, "Master!" And he's all excited. Ooh, remember that fig tree? You came? it's dead already. And Jesus said, "Just have faith in God, okay, Peter. Don't don't work me again with all your excitement. Hey, religious people, are always excited about something. They stay in the flesh. He said, "Have faith in God." In other words, I invested my faith in God the Father. The only thing I do is what he tells me to do. So he's the one responsible for this tree withering up. Amen. And if you, Peter, will invest your faith in God, you will say to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. And if you don't doubt in your heart. What's in your heart? Huh? What's in your heart? That's what you got to have. You've got to have that word in your heart. Now your head will tell you all kinds of things. You just let them thoughts pass right through. And hold on to what's in your heart. No, Lord, this is a promise from you, and I want to see this come to pass. And I believe that you can do this with my faith. And I'm investing my faith in you and your kingdom, God. What you tell me to do, I will do. Now, many times people want to pray, they think in faith, and go do what they want to do in the rest of the world. You understand what I'm saying with the rest of your life? uh, Keep this prayer, i I, got to see this happen, i got to see this happen you know I see people all the time asking for prayer for this and that and and uh, you know you can tell that they dump that responsibility over on other people
1: yes, maybe, yeah, maybe,
0: yeah. Yep. well if your faith doesn't stay connected into that answer how would you know when that answer God has to talk to you and tell you go here don't go there because this is where your the response to your answer is sometimes you may think you're totally the wrong road and it's not connected at all to what you prayed for but if you know get a witness in your spirit that you know God is leading you this way this is where the the result is going to come for you and so you've got to stay engaged in your spirit in faith to God to even know the right way to go and how to follow him you understand what I'm saying many times it's like when um, this lady that showed up Mama June, the one that showed up out of nowhere. I had already had something prepared to minister. I wasn't feeling that great about it. But that ain't new. <laughs> See? Knowing in your heart is what God told you to do, but you doubt in your mind. See? Mind or judge anything. Uh-huh. And so uh, when when she called me, Noah called me and said, Oh, this lady called, and she's, you know, Nola's excited about it. So I take that as a witness. You know, and people work with people and they're spiritual, they understand these things. So she thought she was legit. So I said, Say on, sister, say on. And it worked out that it was a divine appointment from God, but it came and interrupted. What I, the great goddess of he and she and everybody, was going to say with my greatness. You understand what I'm saying? You get real stupid real quick and turn people off and turn down open doors and opportunities because you're in your head judging with your heart. And see, God has been preparing us for doing things more for him we've been praying for more on a greater scale and all this kind of stuff trying to stay obedient to God but if I don't stay engaged have my faith engaged in that request at all times there's an open door over here and it looks like trouble to me you see because we we gotta have our normal routine we always have a a teaching in the afternoon and a teaching in the morning and we can't break our religious routine you know it works fine Most of the time, but there may come a time when God says, I'm in charge of this place, let me do something, let me do what I want to do. You understand what I'm saying? Do it differently. It's the same way with your prayers. If you don't stay engaged in what God has planted in your heart, your answer can be coming. But you will not recognize it as the answer. You'll kick it out because it doesn't conform to what this thing up here, your carnality tells you, is God. There have been times where where I know God has spoken to people of certain things, and something similar came into their view, and they said well um, this isn 't for me God has I told God what I want and I believe he 's going to bring that yes. if it never comes, you missed your opportunity for a blessing yes. 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 for some people, it is precisely like that, yes. and that is the way god 's working it out for them, but you have to be careful with things like that yes. because everything can look like a blessing to you on the outside but it may not be what God has prescribed for you and so we have to be cautious when we use our faith we have to make sure that we go by the inner witness and go by the relationship you know you have with God and that relationship increases as you walk with God you can accept God speaking to you this way you can accept him speaking to you that way there was a time I didn't listen to people who said they were prophets I just didn't have anything to do with them because they were in the prophetic movement was in that stage where everybody thought they heard from God and I didn't want them talking to me you know all their little ideas but God recently has shown me that there are people who have matured to the level where they can speak things to you you understand what I'm saying so you can be open for people speaking things not everybody now don't everybody come up and tell me they know the toothpaste I want to use tomorrow come on now but you understand what i'm saying it's it grows so that you can you can open the door now for god to speak to you in a different way and so you'll find these things as, as you grow and as others grow in god he can help you in so many different ways but you must have your faith totally invested in god to please him you can't use natural faith some and use god's faith some you can't mix it up he hates mingled seed Huh? He hates that. Oh, it's an abomination to Israel. It's an abomination now. So, God wants a faith investment from us because He expects us to use, He expects to use us for His kingdom while we're here on earth. That's number one reason. He has an assignment and expectations for our faith to be used for certain duties, tasks, and activities while we are here on earth. You can only use it down here. Why are you not using it? Why do you put it away most of the time and hide it from God? First step in that process, number John 10.10, you must be born again. You use your faith to get into the kingdom first. You must be born again. The measure must be used for our personal salvation and for our daily relationship with God. You must use your faith for relationship with God. You use your faithful relationship with God to choose your friends to open doors for you to choose your job to choose your, uh, everything that you do in life you use your faith in God for that once you're born again why? he's got a plan for your life you can't have your own plans and work in God's plan too and you can't love two masters you're going to hate one and love the other so as long as you're walking in your own way you don't love God you hate him and pretty soon you're going to hate people who love God. So when people disappear, backsliders. Because they're trying to work there well because they don't have faith. Listen, what everybody thinks is if they ask God to do something, it's going to take too long. You're going to be too old to enjoy it. So and so is going to expire Or they're going to leave your life Because they don't want to wait for God And don't want to serve God like you do You know that's, that's always the thing yes. You know and people you ain't got no business with anyway right. You understand what I'm saying Just let them keep going yes. Well God has something better for you I can't promise you that that's mm-hmm. But I can promise you this You'll please God yes. And you'll get the things that God has That are pleasing to you yes. Huh You'll have everything that God ordains for your life. I don't know specifically what he's got. You need to find that out. That ain't my business. You find out what God has for you. And I know this much. If you keep your faith invested in God, you know, God will change your wants, your likes, your don't likes. You get out of carnality. You get out of your flesh for 15 minutes and try to get a glimpse of what God has for you. He will change the things that you like and that you don't like. huh? He will. Sometimes we disdain too much. Nothing's good enough for us. See? And it's carnality. And see, when you think nothing's good enough for you... You know, like Samson. His parents said, "Man, don't you ever like any Hebrew girls?" (laughs)
1: Huh?
0: So, man, now you gotta go looking in the garbage can. You know, you understand what I'm saying? You don't even trust God to change your likes. You know, you look at Christian men and women, brothers and sisters in the Lord. And, yes. Oh, I don't know. Dis- always disdaining, looking down your nose. Yes. Instead of trying to appreciate something beyond the surface. Yes. Uh, yes. Start appreciating the fact that they're faithful people. Yes. That they grew up in the ministry and they started out, you know, little how it started out sitting on Tony's lap. Right. playing with the buttons That's right. and now it's a profession for him yes. you understand what I'm saying appreciate that yes. you understand those kinds of things we need to hold those in high esteem you're not worldly people you're not carnal people you're spiritual people yes. April finished high school before it was her time right. you understand what I'm saying when we have people like that among us folks yes. we need to appreciate those things you know, let's stop playing these worldly games now, because the world will deceive you, deceive you badly. Huh? Amen. You remember Pastor Myers? He's so purdy. Yeah, I know he's purdy, but he ain't worth two cents. He ain't worth two cents. Huh? Somebody I know got deceived when they were very young were in church all their life and didn't like church people and wasn't aware of it you know just had something animosity be careful what you dislike on a continual basis that you're around all the time when God puts you around people he puts you around to love them and appreciate them not to disdain them all the time you understand hold them in high esteem absolutely it'll save your life married an unbeliever and and was never happy with this person no doubt the person didn't treat them right they wound up divorcing them But could have led a very blessed and very happy life had they believed one scripture just one just one scripture will save your life if you put your entire faith in it, and that is do not be equally unequally yet believers with unbelievers. Yes. Huh? Yes. Yes. Even if you're in a backslidden condition and you putting on like you believe God, you know the real from the false if you pray about it. You don't have to be deceived by somebody who doesn't know God and doesn't trust and believe God. You can be saved from that if you just, you can just hang on to one scripture. Huh? Or oh, well, they go to church and they pray to who? Huh? We pray together all the time to who? And what are you yes. praying about?
1: Ooh, yeah.
0: Huh? Yeah. 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 Jessica Simpson, I think it was her, she said she was living with a man that said they prayed every night. Yeah. P. Diddy does too. Yeah. Yeah. Got women in and out of bed playing say praying every night.
1: Oh, that's
0: Use your faith. Use your faith continually. So you must be born again. Why? So you can you can get into God's kingdom where your faith will be maxed out, where your gifts and your abilities will produce for you, and you'll have a good life. Well, Howard, you mean I don't have you? Did you do the five minute on me already? You're kidding me. Really? You ain't messing with my head this morning? Okay, thank you. I will obey. Praise God. So in being born again, drawing near to God, invest your faith in Him on a daily basis. And give your faith back to God. Amen? God, I give you my faith. Do with it what you want. Okay, and He starts to lead you daily in the life that He's ordained for you. Not something you try to make up And call it a good life yeah. Amen. Huh? You don't have to pretend with anybody Once God does something And blesses your life Everybody knows you're blessed Amen. You don't have to come up And announce yourself As blessed by the best No stress I guess More or less
1: No mess <laughs> I'm Wes I ain't in this mess
0: <laughs> Drawing near is investing your faith back to God. This is the highest investment of the measure that we are dealt. The highest investment you'll ever make of your faith is to give it back to God and trust Him with it wherever your faith leads you that's the best place you can be I don't care what year it is what time what the season is in your life investing your faith back in God is the best investment you'll ever make why? because it's the highest return that you'll ever get on your measure of faith is when you invest it in God put it in his word start trusting his word see what God says about your life I have this for you I have that for you I have a good life for you I don't have worries and cares for you. Cast them on me. I care for you. I care about you. I want you to have a good life. I want you to have a stress-free life. You're not in this by yourself. I can guide you in and out of good things. I can guide you into blessings. I can guide you into more blessings. You'll be blessed beyond measure. You'll never be able to count everything that I do for you in a lifetime. If you'll give your faith back to me. And quit hiding it from me. When I start prompting you to invest it in things. If I tell you to invest your faith in, in looking at property, go and do that. If I tell you to invest your faith into uh, getting a good education. Exceptional education for your children. Start investing your faith. Don't go and check out one or two things and get discouraged. Put your faith in me because I have an answer for you. Don't withdraw your faith out of a situation because it looks impossible to you. I know how to make it possible. You see? And so if we'll continue on this line and allow God to direct our faith into places where he knows it will prosper and benefit us, we are on the road to maximizing our faith and completing our assignment that he has made for us. When we put our faith in God, our talents, gifts, and abilities operate maximally. Some days you may feel like you don't even want to get out of bed, but your faith, if you will keep your faith in God, it's operating at the maximum. You might feel like a, a slug or feel like nobody loves you or whatever, but put your faith in God that day. Say, God, my faith is in you. I know it's operating at the maximum because you can't fail me and you cannot lie to me. And I know that my faith, in spite of how I feel or what's going on in my circumstances, my faith is working because I've got it invested in you. What do I do today, God? You show me what to do. Amen. So you'll be a a righteous slug. I don't care if you feel like a slug that day. You'll be a righteous one. Amen. And you can trust that you've invested your faith in God because he will show you in no Certain terms the return that you can receive when you trust totally in him and it will be a great one it will be things you can't even describe to people it will be things like we say one on top of the other after the other after the other amen so this is an excellent season to invest all your faith in God because you are going to get everything that he promised you and then some amen why don't we stop Father in heaven we thank you for allowing us to hear your word For allowing us to come into your throne room of grace. We always find grace and mercy to help us in our time of need. We thank you Lord and we honor you. Thank you for the measure of faith. We will value it more now treasure it more now understand that we have answers within us just by releasing our faith and confidence in you and you thank you for it Lord in Jesus name Amen if anybody needs prayer come on up and I'll pray with you praise God Amen oh,
1: do you have that much?